Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation to help you drift off and hopefully find your way to sleep. I am your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm Amanda Parker. And thank you for joining us today on The Insomnia Project. Marco, I have a question for you. Certainly. What do you sleep in? Ooh, that's a great question. So depending on the time of year, mm-hmm. um, actually, that's not true. I'm still wearing um, holiday pajamas. That you have... love those pajamas. Listen. They have gnomes on them, They have gnomes on them with with Santa hats and snow on on where they receive mail in little trailers. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, they're they're like, they're like, it's like um, trailer park Airstream gnomes. gnomes. I don't understand what's happening there, but it's an interesting um, scene happening on your pajamas. Yeah, you're still wearing those pretty normally, right? Those are the ones I like to wear when it's cold because they're long john types. So they Mm -hmm. go all the way down to my ankle and they go all the way to my wrists and they're cotton and comfortable and warm. And they're soft too, right? They're soft. I don't know if cotton's the right, but it's a soft, warm fabric. So that's what I wear in the colder months. And then I have, I used to have a pair of basketball shorts you did they were purple shiny purple they were two dollars i think you bought them for i bought them in a sale rack and you said when i bought them you said something like i don't like them no what did you say you said i don't like them don't buy them and i said I will i'm not wear. a fan and i don't want to see those every night when you go to sleep and you said I will wear them every night when I go to sleep. Until I'm done. Until I'm done. And he probably wore them for at least four years. Yeah. It was a long time with those They were fantastic. I missed them to this day. And one day you just decided Mm. you were done. Now I have a pair of um, sleep shorts that have, um, what is that fruit? Sleep shorts. Yeah. So you have specific sleep shorts. Yeah, shorts that I like to wear to sleep. And Mm. this one has- Not boxers? No. Cut- Dragon fruit images all over them. Yeah. The inside of dragon fruit. And what is it about those shorts that you like? Soft and comfortable and wacky. Oh, so you have to have a bit of whack in your in your sleeping attire. Yes, because to I, entertain I, me, is that why? No, just because in my everyday dress, I'm very conservative. Okay. I don't like things that are 
loud or... Conservative by day, wacky by night? Pretty much. Pretty much. Wacky. That's a word you don't hear a lot. But wouldn't you say that they're kind of wacky? Yeah, that's not the worst word for them. Mm. Colorful, certainly. Sure. What about your sleepwear? Well, I would say my favorite. It's funny. I don't wear nighties as a child when I was like, I don't know, eight to like 11 or so. I was just told you wear a nightie to bed. So that's what I wore. Um, Not really a nightie fan. Sure. I like clothing that I can go downstairs in, that if the male person is there, I can open the door and not feel weird about it. Mm -hmm. So anything too sheer or cold is not my my game. Um, But I do have one sort of nightie-ish thing, and that definitely falls into the so ugly it makes me laugh i'm gonna wear it all the time category do you know which one i'm talking about the cat one why don't you want to describe it for our listeners because they i think they need to know it's kind of like a t-shirt dress i don't know how you describe that it's like the world's biggest tank top that goes to my knees but it's but it's kind of triangular so it really fans out at the bottom it really fans out it has pockets in the front and it has Which a, don't make a ton of sense, but I can throw a phone in if I need to. And it has a cat on the beach lying down. Sunbathing. Sunbathing. And it says, I'm the cat's meow or something no, like that. On, no, no. Like, it says Bahama Mama. <laughs> that's what it says. Because <laughs> I got it in the Bahamas. It's the ugliest thing. Yeah. I got it as a joke thinking this thing is so hideous. Mm-hmm. I have a cat in a swimsuit on a beach that says Bahama Ma- Mama. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to wear it, same as you did with the purple shorts, when we first got to know each other on the cruise ship. Sure. Now, uh, 15 years ago. And um, I remember I opened the door wearing it once, and our friend Derek started laughing, like, what are you wearing? Right. I don't know what possessed me to buy it. I don't remember really buying mm-hmm. it other than I laughed and said think I'm just going to buy this hideous thing. And now it's so funny because you buy things thinking, having great plans. I'm going to sure. have, you know, look at the beaches I'll frolic in this sundress. Look at the right. the dinner parties I'll host in this blouse. And those come and go. But the Bahama Mama Beach Cat night dress continues on. Right. So, yeah. You also have a pair of plaid, plaid leggings type thing that you wear to plaid bed. leggings plaid pajama pajama bottoms. pants yeah yeah and i find like there's a lot of plaid when it comes to sleepwear why is that i wonder i don't know i just think plaid is a is an attractive looking cozy uh, maybe cozy looking design you know plaid will probably be warm sure it's I often mean, it associated comes from scotland right sure and it's I think. O- often when you get plaid items they are woolen or warm yeah. or you know, keep you warm. So, yeah. So maybe think... that's why they made pajamas plaid so often because people think, okay, that's going to be a warm, cozy thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I associate it with. You know, I have the most wonderful plaid thing, and that is my mother-in-law, your mom, mm-hmm. bought me one year for Christmas once again, a wonderful scarf that is in the plaid of the province we live in. Mm-hmm. So it's this green, dark green uh, with a little bit of like reddish or orangish kind of line in it or two, coppery, goldy color mm-hmm. with green mm-hmm. scarf. 
that I love so much. Right. And I thought at first, I'm like, it feels a little bit short for a scarf. Usually I picture a longer scarf, right? But this one feels a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. But it gives it a very formal yeah. and conservative look that I really enjoy. It doesn't, scarves can tend to look ratty, nubby, worn, sure. yeah. right? Scarves kind of take a beating and that one for whatever reason, has maintained it looks brand new from the day it was bought. I think it's a really good scarf. I think the fabric as well yeah. is such that it doesn't pile yeah. or pill. I pill? Mean, pill, yeah. pile. And uh, it is uh, just a, uh, I love wearing it. I always feel really great wearing it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plaid items that you? Well, those pajama pants, sure. which were um, pajamas, pajamas, pajamas. Uh, that were my friend Melanie's that I got in a clothing swap. Um, I don't really wear the top mm-hmm. because I prefer t-shirts. And we can talk more about that, but um, to sleep in. So these ones are um, the bottoms that I pair with various t-shirts. Now to just do a little tangent about the t-shirts I wear, what I've done is I don't like high neck t-shirts at all. And I had a whole bunch from, you know, when I was backpacking in my 20s, I used sure. to get Hard Rock Cafe Manila or, you know, a Thai Coke t-shirt, you know, written in Thai writing, things like that. And then they just kind of stayed with me and then it became, oh, now they're 10 years old. I can't get rid of them. Right. And so I wasn't sure what to do with these t-shirts and they're all huge. And uh, I finally decided I should use them or lose them. So I cut the necks out of all of them kind of made them all flash dance style shirts so that they fall off the shoulder a bit, which for me is very comfortable. Right. And made comfortable shirts out of all of them so that they're nowhere near my neck. And now that's what I wear to bed. Well, you know what I did with some t-shirts that I really liked and had for a while but didn't want to get rid of because I had a attachment to it, Mm -hmm. to them. I took photographs of the t-shirt design. So mm-hmm. uh, I had one, for example, that looked from Martha's Vineyards that looked like a a old sort of style, American style tattoo with mm-hmm. a mermaid on it. So I took that photo and I uploaded it on my Facebook photos that I can access. Okay. So I thought if I ever am nostalgic mm-hmm. of those t-shirts, I can always go back and look at them. Right. And I can assure you, I've never gone back to look at them, but they're Time there. To look at that t-shirt. And I... And I, I was able to let go of, of those T-shirts. It's a great practice. Yeah. And I just want to mention, Amanda, mm. last episode, we talked about the Mac as a, as a cap, you know, the page boy oh, cap yeah. that we're talking about. Right. Um, and I mentioned uh, that it was uh, in a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. And the line is actually from Penny Lane. So I think I got it right, which is, and the banker never wears a Mac in the pouring rain. Okay. Very strange is is the is the lyric or the line. All right. And uh, yeah, so I was not wrong, which I often am when I was talking about the Mac, which is right. like a like a hat. Well, good for you. That's mm-hmm. thank you for going back and doing that research. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other things that I enjoy wearing um, to bed or or plaid things. Do you have any plaid items other than those? I have pajamas? one plaid. Well, it's a gingham. Is a gingham a plaid? No, a gingham's not a plaid. I don't think I think plaid it's is plaid. It's a red and black big gingham. No. So to me I think of that as plaid. No, that's not. Really? But your green plaid shirt, do you know the one I mean? 
Yeah, I like that That's one. That's a yeah. gingham too, is it not? No. I'm going to look up what the difference gingham is. Gingham versus yeah. plaid. Like, here's my question. Yeah, sure. Is a gingham always a plaid, but a plaid not always a gingham? Oh, this is the type of question you can contemplate for a while. So how to tell the difference between a plaid and a gingham? Mm -hmm. A plaid features vertical and horizontal stripes, right. while gingham has checks or squares arranged in rows and columns, often contrasting. Okay. A gingham is often used, uh, sorry, a gingham is often using two colors or shades of one color, while plaid can be made up of a variety of colors. Right, right. So there you go. So they are distinctly different. Well, then if and that's... Then the question gets raised here, does gingham count as plaid? And? Which is what, what you said. If you're referring to the smaller alternating white and red or white and blue pattern, mm -hmm. gingham, that is a gingham print. Both prints are in the plaid family. Oh, so they are. Yeah. So a gingham is a plaid. According to a quick online search. A subset of plaid. So yeah. in which case I have a red and black and it's quite big. So it has more of a plaid than a gingham feel. I see. Shirt. Um, so I do have, I always have one plaid shirt. I think everyone should have at least one plaid shirt. Why is that? Well, for us as actors, inevitably, especially actors in Canada, mm -hmm. we get asked to play truckers, ice fishermen, People from various rural places. Loggers, uh, yeah. construction workers, people going for a Tim Hortons donut and coffee. Even a dad or mom yeah. role, especially for men, I think, but for moms too. You need to have a plaid shirt or two to kind of convey that hominess, sure. that rural potential, ruralness. I have another plaid shirt that I was using quite a bit, and I finally just kind of cut the arms out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a rattier gray and brown plaid. Right. Um, and in cutting the arms out of it, I use it for any of my uh, roles that would be, like for auditions, I mean. Sure. Somebody, I, I, I uh, did a scene as a pawn shop worker right. with that shirt. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I've used for that shirt. But anyway, the rougher roles that right. I sometimes get offered, which I'm happy to play. I love playing them. Amanda, so as yeah. I did that quick search, I'm on a website called thatisthelife.com, mm -hmm. and they're giving me examples of gingham in home decor and plaid in home decor. Watch your algorithm. It's going to be very gingham forward. Well, listen, I, the sacrifices I make for, for to help people fall asleep do not go unnoticed. So I'm going to give you a item of home decor, and you're going to tell me if it goes in the gingham or the plaid section. In other words, would you want this piece of home decor to be in gingham or plaid? Does that make sense? Somewhat. Okay. So let's start with towels. Gingham or plaid? Plaid. Gingham. What do you, what, 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 I didn't know there was a right answer. Yeah, it, I thought I it was what I would rather. No, well, I guess, but these are examples of gingham and home decor, and examples of plaid and home decor. And I'm asking you to see if you can put it in the right in the right. But you can have gingham or plaid towels. Okay, not okay. according to this website. So why don't I just rather than play this game, I'm just going to tell you. I'm happy to play it. Do you want me to play it with you? No, I don't. Un I clearly don't I'm understand gonna, the parameters. I'm just going to list the ones that are gingham in okay. home decor. Okay, so we start with towels. Okay. Throw pillow covers. That I can see. 
headboard. That I can see. A gingham headboard? Yeah, especially for a young girl. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. Bed frame. Sure. What's the bed frame versus the headboard? Well, the headboard is just behind you, right. and the bed frame is all around. But again, okay. I don't know how much fabric you'd want around okay. your bed frame. A rug. A sure. gingham rug. A gingham rug. Gingham napkins. I'm just picturing pink and white gingham, and none of this is making sense. Well, gingham napkins, yes. For sure. You would, I wouldn't wipe my mouth with a plaid napkin. But a gingham napkin. We have red and white napkins that I would have called plaid. Are those gingham? No, those are gingham. Those are for sure gingham. I don't think I ever really... I've looked at gingham from both sides now, from near and far, and still somehow it's gingham's illusions that I recall. I really don't know gingham at all. Okay. That's a line from a song from... Both uh, Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. Thank you. Although I don't think gingham was the intention of the original verse. Or maybe it was in... Joni had to alter the lyrics for Here's a fun game. Anytime you hear the word love in a song, replace it with gingham. Of course. Yeah. Um, um, An accent chair. Baby, let's make gingham. Yes, that's really great. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. That's going to be the quote, you know, in in our show notes. I put a Baby, let's make some, let's make some gingham tonight. Let's make some gingham tonight. Um, Utensils. Gingham utensils. I've seen that before. The what? handles. Yeah. The handles being that sort of okay. design. A throw blanket. Gingham throw blanket. But also a nice plaid throw blanket. Can't argue with that. Bed linens. You don't see plaid bed linens, but you, you do see do, gingham. You do, but gingham more. Tea towels. I mean, they could be anything you want them to be. Wallpaper. I mean, plaid, if it's big, is a, is a big wallpaper statement, but certainly... It's done. Window treatments. You could do either. Gingham's probably your better bet. Backsplash. Is. Gingham, it says. Gingham backsplash. Yeah. Who? I don't understand. In tile? Yeah, I guess. Gingham tiles? Yeah. And here are the examples of plaid in home decor. Oh, okay. And it's it's much less. Bed linens, as you suggested. Mm Mm-hmm. Throw blanket, okay. as you rightly suggested. Yeah. Nice and cozy. Throw pillow covers. Okay, no, not the pillows themselves, no, just, just the, the covers. covers. And rugs. Sure, plaid rug, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do it. Yeah, so there you go. Those but are... here's the thing, with mm-hmm. a plaid and a gingham, but more so a plaid. It's mm-hmm. going to take over. You need to pair it with a bunch of neutrals, because plaids will fight against each other. So you need one plaid to dominate the room, I think. I see. And okay. then you use those colors. So if you have like a red and brown plaid, those are your kind of accent colors, right? I guess. Yeah. You know that you, you're better at that than me. Or like cream would go well with that. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's what I have to tell you about plaid and gingham based on my quick like search. Like I said, plaid, I feel like we're old friends. Gingham, I'm just getting started. I don't even think I've I really truly understood the world of gingham. I have both plaid and gingham shirts. You do. Which my, do you prefer? I like them both. I feel like my plaid is more casual. Sure. With the exception of my scarf, which I think is I feel is very formal. And my gingham tends to be not formal, but a little bit more buttoned up. Now, here's an area where I really appreciate and love plaid. Okay. Wrapping paper. Okay. Plaid wrapping paper. 
I love it. But a gingham wrapping paper is really nice, too, you have to admit. I'll take plaid wrapping paper over gingham. And really not just for the holidays. You can give me a plaid wrap that's not red and green for my birthday, for Groundhog's Day, for anniversary. red or white? Is that too Christmassy? I, I think you still dip into the holidays, but I will take a plaid okay. wrapping paper any day of the week. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so Speaking that's... Speaking of wrapping paper, sure. we need to get somewhere out. It's hard to believe, but we are out. We're using craft paper right now I know, to wrap for gifts. our wrapping needs. Yeah. What we need to find is, you know, the holy grail of wrapping paper, which is that huge, big, thick roll that is double-sided. Double-sided. And we had one, and it lasted us, I mean, a decade, I think. Honestly, a very long time, but it's done. Yes. And so now we don't know what to do can't find any i found some reversible but it's not it's not like the one we had i've always wanted to carve a potato and stamp wrapping paper well today's your day it's just it just seems like a lot of work i I like it in theory i love it in theory why a potato what why do we need to make stamps out of potatoes i think a potato is a very carvable easy accessible vegetable i suppose i think a carrot would be harder to carve because they tend to be more dense and you're gonna have what about a turnip once again the turnip i think the turnip has more resistance in the carving okay isn't it a a rutabaga a turnip in disguise i'm not really sure is is rutabaga the turnip like gingham is the plaid oh that's a really good question but I can't think the corn... Or vice versa, maybe. Maybe all turnips are rutabagas, but not all rutabagas are turnips. Perhaps. I'm not going to look it up because I just don't... We're getting towards the end, and I don't want to have to look more more things up. But I don't think you could do corn. I'm just trying to think of vegetables I like. I don't think you'd want to make a stamp with corn. I think that's very fair. Yeah. And, and the rest is, like, very leafy. Like, I can't think of... All right. Potato it is. Potato. I think that's why potato. Mm-hmm. And I think you can also, potatoes come in different sizes. So depending potato, on the, potato. Sure. Depending on the size that you want, the potato is your option. Have you ever carved a potato and stamped it? I think we tried to as kids because we had this book called The Make and Do Book. Oh, I didn't know about this. It was a very much a staple of our family. It was, barkers. A, it was an orange book. It was very thick, and it was called the Make and Do Book. And the rule in our house was, if you are bored, go to the Make and Do Book and find an activity to do. It was very thick. There were a lot of activities. This sounds like a great gift for kids. The Make and Do Book? Yeah. Yeah. And so there were a few things we came back to time and again, and one was making stamps out of potatoes. Okay. That's what made me think of it. And do you recall a stamp that either you or your sister, Becca Barker, who's a a friend of the podcast... Uh, ever made no okay i think we would dip it in ink and i don't think i think we made a stamp that was like a blob okay as far as we got also ink not easy to come by in our house so i think it was more we'd color marker onto it and hope for the best well that's not a great way to go listen we didn't have all the crafts sure sure i'm gonna look up that book and see if it's available Mm -hmm. and then maybe gift it to to someone sure maybe even you that would be great. You know, it actually would be a really great gift for my sister. Okay. Let's not tell her. Okay. And let's get her this book. Mm-hmm. Just send it to her. Well, thank you for listening, folks. We have a few more minutes before we have to go. But if you have any plaid or gingham 
ideas, please send them our way. Maybe make a stamp with a potato in a plaid. Oh, that would be a, a There's tough... your wrapping paper. Go for it. I know. That's just too tough. That yeah, would be like... It's I very think intricate. You, yeah, you'd have to make a stripe on the potato and then follow it along. But yeah, we could wrap our stuff with like newspaper. No. I know. That's a thing you're Some supposed to do. do but yeah. the thing is we don't get newspapers, so it wouldn't be nice newspaper. It would be flyers for the grocery store. Nobody wants... You know, a, a gift wrapped with like m- meat specials and bananas, 99 cents a pound. Like, you don't want that. Unless, unless you took a potato, carved out a banana, and wrote 99 cents and stamped it. Carved out a banana? You in make, a potato. You make a banana stamp with a potato? Yeah, that says 99 cents on the bottom, and you just stamp that on. That would actually be really kind of quaint, cute, crafty paper. We should do that. Yeah, at that point, you're kind of doing Andy Warhol type designs. Pretty cool. It also feels like a lot of work. Sure. Okay. I don't think we're going to end up doing that, but folks, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this particular episode. You don't know. We could do it. We could. I don't like how you were just like, I don't think we're going to end up doing that. Listen, the world is your oyster, or in this case, your potato. Sure. Listen, if you want to lead the charge on that, I've got, I've got not ink. I have, I do have ink, but I would use paint. I like to eat my potato, so that's a problem. I don't think I would want to waste a potato. Okay, is there is there a vegetable you wouldn't mind wasting? A rutabaga. Okay, well, we'll see if we have any. We usually don't get those. What about like an acorn squash or? No, those are far too tasty. Okay. No, we're not donating an acorn squash to the cause. How about a block of wood? I don't eat that. I mean, that would be so hard to carve. That's like, you, at that point, you're you're a professional carver. Okay, you know what I used to use when I was a kid? Sure. Marshmallows. As a stamp? Yeah. We always had marshmallows in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I had to make, it was really big in the 80s to make and 90s to make dioramas of your books. Do you remember that? Like a, No. Oh, that was a big thing in my school. Like, you do a book report and you had to, create a scene from the book okay that like that was a that was asked for a lot okay um and various things so you had to make a diorama like with a shoebox sure so i would make the people out of marshmallow i would take the marshmallow and like form it because it would it was malleable it's malleable sure and if you twisted it kind of like a dough or a play-doh and then you could paint it so I would make people out of marshmallows okay. and uh, paint, like sort of color them with marker and make. I remember making people skating, and I actually did a really good job. Oh, wow. Good My dad you. came home and he was like, how did you make that? I was like, marshmallows. The interesting thing is the marshmallows would have likely been eaten before I made them into anything. See, I don't think we were big into the marshmallows. We just always had them. I love a marshmallow. Yeah? Yeah. You could make a marshmallow. That's something I'd love to do. Okay. But it's it's very... Labor intensive. Yeah, and you can get a bag for for ninety nine cents. Yeah, so it's probably not worth it. Depending on what the flyer that you wrap your presents with says. Well, there you go, folks. Thank you for listening. If you have marshmallow tips, if you have rutabaga tips, or if you have plaid tips, let us know, and hopefully you'll have fallen asleep by this point. But if you haven't, no worries. We're here with you. There's other episodes, and know that you're not alone. Until the next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep. I keep getting 